I remember it like it was yesterday, though it's been several decades ago. I was an elementary school student. I was a child, and we were at Christmas Eve. The church where we attended was probably early 1900s. We always had 11 o'clock service. I don't know about y'all, but 11 o'clock, I now understand why my mom wanted us to hurry home with 11 o'clock service. But what I remember about that night was how my mom was in the choir loft. She has this incredible soprano voice. And she had been there the whole service, and then I heard her singing, Oh, Holy Night, just as Krista just sang. But I couldn't find her. She wasn't in the choir loft, but I could hear her. That voice is very familiar to me. Where was she? I couldn't find her. I was looking for her. And it ended up that she was actually in the back of the sanctuary singing from behind us. And it was this beautiful rendition of Oh Holy Night. To this day, when I hear that, I think of my mom singing it and me looking for her. As a young adult, in my late teens and up to my mid-twenties, I came to church about twice a year, Christmas and Easter. And when I, I was the dutiful daughter, I showed up. Well, mostly I was dutiful. Um, but I showed up on Christmas and on Easter. And when I would show up, I, would, I, I was in a place of desperation. I was in this place of wondering. I was in the midst of this desperation of my own choices and those choices that had been done to me or around me. And so when I showed up, I felt trapped. I just wanted out. I was looking for a way out. As a 30-something, as a mom, what I was looking for was as a mom to raise our son in a way that he would want to be connected to the church and to God. I was looking for a way that me and my husband could raise our son in the church. Two years ago, I sat over there. It was just about six months following a 15-month journey through cancer treatment. I remember the Christmas before two years ago, 2020. Y'all may have remembered that year. Yeah. Or was she forgot it? I don't know. For me, it included a cancer journey for me and my family. I remember Christmas Eve of 2020 wondering if it would be my last, if I would get more Christmas Eves. I was looking for more. And I've gotten a couple. You see, the story of Jesus' birth includes looking for something. For Mary and Joseph, they were looking for a place to stay. 
for the shepherds. They were looking for what they had, the Lord had told them, the Messiah, the, they're a Savior. They were looking for Jesus, the baby that had been born. For the Magi, the wise men, they too were looking. They were looking for the king of the Jews. They were looking. I was looking at different stages of my life. Why are you here? What are you looking for? What'd you come for tonight? What'd you show up on Christmas Eve for? Did you show up looking for someone? Did you show up in desperation? Or did you show up because someone expected you to show up? Did you show up because you want your kids or your grandkids to know about Jesus? Did you show up looking for more? What have you come looking for? What is it that you have come looking for tonight? If we had surveyed you before you walked in the door, asked you to put in the comments section online what you came looking for, I'm not going to say no one would have chosen this because that's an absolute. There's always someone. But unlikely that you would have said you had come looking for a king. Because a king isn't something that we know much about in our culture. Our, our experience with kings is probably limited to Queen Elizabeth or King Charles. Or if you're like me, when Queen Elizabeth died, I was fascinated by the chart which you followed to see who would be king or queen next. It's a very limited understanding of a king but a king has authority, has sovereignty, is a ruler, is Lord. Authority. Ruler. For kings who have authority over groups of people or over land, they have power and they have control. That which rules is king. That which rules is king. We see in the early verses of Luke 2, it identifies who has authority and power based on the emperor, the Roman emperor. You see it in whose governor. You see it in the earthly control and power who is in authority. Yet that's not the end of the story. That which rules is king. Who rules our lives? We're in church, so most of us would say, Jesus, God, that's the answer. Yet, is it the answer? Day in and day out, who has authority over our lives? Jesus is referred in 1 Timothy 6.15 as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Revelation 19.16, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Who or what has authority over our lives? It could be our expectations. It could be our status or our possessions. It could be our fears and resentments. It could be what our, our achievements are or what our 
relatives' achievements are. What is king in our life? There is this challenge that we have with what has authority in our lives is that there are a lot of things that buy for our time and our energy. Things that we hang on to from the past. The things that are part of our schedules of the present. And that that we wonder about in the future. What are our gods? The problem is when we have more than one God, when we have lots of little G gods, when everything is king, nothing is. So what is it that has authority in our lives? I don't know what you came looking for, but I want you to know that what is here on Christmas Eve is a very unlikely king. Not a king born in a palace. Not a king born to a king and queen. No, the most unlikely king. Born in the most unlikely place. A manger, not a palace. Born to a, a man and a woman who didn't have status in their culture. They were unlikely. There weren't big celebrations when Jesus was born. In fact, what we do here to celebrate the birth of Jesus is far more than what happened when he was born. He was an unlikely king. A king who has authority over our lives that is better and more than any king that is offered here on earth. You see, finding our king in the most unlikely place is transformational then and now. Our most unlikely king is transformational then or now. The birth of Jesus and Jesus' life, how he taught and how he healed, how he ministered, it transformed people's lives. People left what they were doing. They left their living and followed him. It transformed them then and now. Is that the king you came looking for? We heard the reading in Luke 2 about when Jesus was born and he was wrapped. Some of us are familiar was he was wrapped in swaddling cloths. He was wrapped in a band of cloths. Farther along in Luke 23, it says after Jesus was crucified that they took down his body, wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. You see, the manger isn't the end. That isn't the complete story. It is such a significant part of the story that we celebrate tonight. But our Savior born, our God who came to be with us through Jesus Christ that we celebrate tonight, he continued and he died and he was resurrected. He is our most unlikely king, our most unlikely savior. Whether we are a child who's looking for someone, whether we are a 20-something-year-old desperate looking for a way out, whether we are a parent 
who wants to raise our, our child or we're a grandparent who wants to raise our grandchild or an aunt or an uncle, friend, where we want our kids to know about Jesus. We want them to know about what it means to live under the authority of the most unlikely king. Or maybe it is those of us who are at a place in our life where we're looking for more. We want one more. We want more. That unlikely king is available to each and every one of us. And I've got great news. He loves you before you even begin to think about loving him. He just loves us. His authority is one of love and grace. The most unlikely king. I don't know what you came looking for tonight. But I hope you find an unlikely king. And as importantly, I hope you take him with you. He's with you all the time. It is worth the authority of God in our lives. The babe born in a manger, the most unlikely king, the most unlikely savior. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, we just pause in this moment. We give thanks. We give thanks that we have the opportunity to do this, to gather in your name on this night, to celebrate maybe for the first time or for multiple times, your love and grace for each of us. When we leave here, Lord, may we know we have been with you that you are our most unlikely king and you as our authority, it is a, a life of love and grace, not perfect, not without challenges, but your presence is immeasurable. Thank you for loving us. Into your hands, may your will, that our will be done. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.